Oh yeah, we back, man. We you are, my brother. Okay, I'm like on. a fucking housewife drinking wine on a Sunday afternoon. That's what's going on. Why do you have it in the tumbler, bro? You didn't. In we discussed this. You mentioned mm. you, you mentioned it offline, but I just needed to understand why a tumbler. Because it's double walled, vacuum sealed, insulated, so it keeps okay, it cool. Cool. And the touch uh-huh. of my skin, the the body heat, doesn't change the temperature of my Portuguese port ruby red dessert wine. Okay, we're getting sidetracked. Dessert <laughs> wine is dessert wine is something we're gonna have to talk about in a second. But uh, hey, before we kick off with the intro today, we're gonna be talking about UFC two sixty one. Obviously, I'm gonna try four roses single barrel live on the show. I'll give you my feedback. So, John, pull that uh, review up from Straight Bourbon Talk or whatever it is. Yeah. And yep. then, finally, before we hit, before John hits the intro here, I want to give a big shout-out to my uh, little brother. Not so little. He's 27. Uh, had his E6 board, promotion board, last week. He passed that shit. So, he will be a staff motherfucking sergeant. So, fucking When does he pull? One May? Six, uh, one May, one June? I, I think it's going to be one June because he's passed everything. He's got to go to like AALDC, which is like advanced leadership development yeah, yeah, yeah. or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got to, he's got to go to that, but yeah, he should be pinned here soon. He'll let me know. He's on vacation right now. So he's, his communication has been hit and miss. But yeah, I just want to say congratulations to my brother. Yes. I will stand a parade rest for you, bro. It's live on the podcast. I will stand a parade rest for you. All right, John, hit that intro, my brother. Let's get the show going. Watch your mouth. Yo, what are you doing right now? The big V. Look, man. All right, man. Let's just jump right into this shit. <laughs> Say whatever I want. So, uh, I made my wife wake so up and drive me there anyway. You. Is it major? What's that going so? What's that going on? ¿Qué pasó, papá? ¿Cómo estás? Any questions? Now, when you bought that sweater, right? You just go, fuck it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going full Mr. Rogers. You've tuned into the Match Chatter Podcast. Yo, uh, quick little thing about this. Uh, I know we're going to get into bourbon talk, but shout out to Four Roses. They gave me, this is the first bourbon ever, they gave me like a little pamphlet that gives me a little bit of the story of Four Roses, which I'll be reading in a second. But yeah, man. Um, yes, again, shout out to my brother. So what's up with you, man, with your last minute target run, man? What the fuck was that about, bro? Uh, listen, man, I uh, was returning, I guess it's like a sport coat, okay. something that we got for uh, for Javi, uh, and, uh, and a long sleeve, like a right. button-down shirt for uh, a photo shoot that he had just to update his, his portfolio and stuff, and uh, Mel bought a couple of the same because he wasn't sure of the size, and he wasn't there with her, and, uh, you know, he had the photo shoot already, and uh, we returned the sizes that were a little too big or too small. And but then I decided, you know, let yeah. me TJ Maxx is right right next door, and there's some like uh, mm-hmm. I have a, an espresso machine that uses the capsules, so they, they got the the capsules right. at a discount. So let me go and, and do that. And then I showed up, and that motherfucking line wrapped almost outside the store. Uh, I wasn't the yeah. only uh, housewife doing some shopping on Sundays at TJ Maxx trying to get a good deal. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah, um, I'm claiming my rightful good. spot. Mel has the power tools and she has all the projects, so I'm just gonna go ahead and sip on this wine. And she also she also canceled your trip to Peru, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, 
Possibly. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Yeah. No, no, no. She did. Uh, what was it? Food. Like, I, we went to Home Goods yesterday, and I refused yeah. to go in there, right? Because it's like a Home Goods slash Marshalls and something else or some shit. And yeah. it's always jam packed. I was like, yo, I'm like mm-hmm. claustrophobic in there. Like, everything's like filled in. I was like, I'm not, like, yeah, they got some good stuff for the house if you want to decorate and all that. But I told my wife, I was like, look, I'm not going in there. I'll sit in the car, play my little soccer game on my phone, uh-huh. and do your thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not going in there. I, I can't stand crowds like that, man. Like, I just, I don't like it. It gives me, like, anxiety, bro. So, kudos okay. to you for your housewife shopping. <laughs> hey, someone's got to do it. Well, yeah, the housewife, right? Like, if, the, if the slogan is that, then you just, you're like the house husband. We, we don't have a housewife, so somebody's got to take that, that, that mantle. And, uh, yeah, exactly. It was me. <laughs> you took that proudly. You, you, you stood up on the fucking podium. Like, God I did damn it. right. Give me my I fucking tumbler and give me some dessert wine. I got this. What the fuck is dessert wine, man? Before we get, what the what is that? I mean, it's just like, describe it. The sweeter wine. They have a, in Germany, they call it, uh, ice, ice wine. Um, it's just, it's just sweet wine. Not that's like, I guess Moscato could be considered a dessert wine. Um, I consider that like grape juice or something, but uh, <laughs> Mel drinks Moscow. She doesn't drink anymore. She's a, she's a she's a lightweight. She doesn't like it when I say I, that. I, and I just and I just said it on the show. I saw but, the regret. Um, I saw the regret on your face, and it was funny. I know. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like you're back, like you're back out of a parking spot. You just see. Your I know. Car. Now I'm actually I'm, I'm actually gonna have to fucking I'm gonna have to edit this show now for 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 the first time in about a year. I'm gonna have to take that part of the show out. No one's oh, gonna know I said it. Oh my god! You know what's no, fucked no. up is I have the same audio. I have the ability to get the same audio you just posted. So I'm sure it is. The uncut one is going up, bro. So dude, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. You know what? I'm not editing anything. I don't believe in editing. <laughs> oh no, we don't edit. We, we go one because I'm lazy. That's funny because like, because like, who gives a fuck? I said it. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm in a huge, like a sixty-person, sixty podcast. Uh, we're calling it the Pot of Casters group chat in Twitter, right? Okay. And in the DM, and it's all like communication about like, oh, review this, and it's and it's great. Like I'm getting it's great for networking. And everybody's talking about like, oh, we can edit our videos and edit our stuff, and like this is what we use. We use Zoom. I was yeah. like, dude, we don't edit. Like we, for the most part, what we say is what we say. Like, uh, I don't. I guess there's that part where like I'm not exactly sure what you would edit. Like I'm guessing if there's like yawns or pauses in the, in the stuff. But, like, I feel like we've been doing this long enough. We don't have those same, like, awkward moments other than when my internet goes to shit. So I feel like we right. have a pretty good flow. What do you think? No, I mean, I feel the same way. I think if, if they're editing, it's probably because maybe they have uh, some kind of segment, something that they have to get, they want to get right, you know, just right, and they don't want to have any fuck right. But, I mean, we have our segments, but we already know ahead of time, right? We discuss the segments. We have it set up in StreamYard. Mm-hmm. We do our research. We do a little pre-show, you know, a, a pre-talk, pre-show uh, meeting. And yep. so there's really no need to edit because the only reason I would need to edit was before we, we'd have technical difficulties. I remember a show we did with, uh, I think it was with your cousin, with your cousin, with Josh. And I had to edit like a yep. motherfucker, like 30 second clips here and there. And I did that for an hour and a half worth of an episode because we had so many things cutting in and out. And I was trying to piece everything together. But as far as the conversation, like this is just a conversation between two, three, four, however many people we have on the show. And um, I don't want to edit it because 
I don't want to take anything out of context. So th that's yeah. why, that's how I feel about it. And I'm not knocking it, right? Like, I, like I, you understand, like, there's different people who do podcasts and, like, there's people who like to add uh, an under, an undertone of music th throughout the whole podcast, Absolutely. which is cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you listen to, like, horror, like horror pods. They have they give you that little creepy shit, which is like I I love that shit. Like it, get, it gets you more embedded into the pod. But like for us, it, it wouldn't make sense to have uh music undertones or like a, a soundtrack to it because you know what I mean. We're, we're constantly changing what we talk about, so like a specific song wouldn't work for that. So I'm not knocking it, but I was like, man, like is that something we should be doing? I was like, well, our pod is different, right? Like we're more like current events and current events to us, right? Like it's things that like we find important throughout the world and through sports and different shit. That's what we talk about. So I was like, oh, I was like man, I, I thought about that. I was like, shit, should we, should we edit it? Should we? I was like, nah, man, we're usually just recording conversations, unless we say like some uh, like defamatory or ridiculous shit. Like we'll go back. You know what I mean? Like if let's say on a podcast, one of our guests or you know what I mean, we say something uh, racially charged. For, you know what I'm saying? Like something that just goes out of context with like joking, and it just has to be like bleach or something. We'll probably be the only time we have to edit. Not that we have, because we we're at a over a hundred episodes now, so we haven't and we haven't done that. We won't do it in the future, but I'm, I'm assuming that's the only time we'd have to edit. No, yeah, you make a, a good point. If you're trying to add a background music, a soundtrack, uh, sound effects, video effects, mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense. You you know you, you don't do that during the show yeah, it's, yeah. It's, unless you have a, a producer that's handling that for you live, and even then it's just a, a pain in the ass. These are things you got to have prepared beforehand. But for us, like yeah, you said, it's one... topics and it's conversation. Yeah, like the only, I think the only part I've seen that does like live, live and stuff is Rogan, right? But he has Jamie who does, you know what I mean? Who's holding right. all that stuff down, checking the monitor levels. Like Rogan's just talking. Like for us, it's, you know what I mean? Like it, when, when my internet worked, I would be throwing in the, the comments that people would have. But you know what I'm saying? Like that live stuff, but that's just because of the interface that we use for StreamYard. But yeah, dude, I, I was like, man, should we be doing that shit? I was like, no, nah, but we can't because it wouldn't work for us. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, I don't. It, our type of pod is like that. Yeah. yeah. I compare this you to like. Uh, I remember yeah, uh, we, when we first started, I was I was uh, watching uh, Deezus and Miro, the Bodega Boys. I don't know if you're yeah, familiar with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I think now they have like I their own thing on Showtime or HBO or something. Like they went off YouTube and and they they went big time. But uh, I mean that's what it is. It's two two friends. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, they have a late night talk show on Showtime. They started off yeah. on Vice, and then Showtime yeah. bought them for Vice. Yeah, I mean, before that, they were on YouTube, and they they made that jump. So, um, I mean, that that's what it is. So for us, you know, there's there's very little editing that we need to do, and maybe down the line we we might yeah. want to throw in a clip here or there, but I don't think we're we're really there at this point. I, I think we've done it uh, in the past when you know, especially now. That streamer comes in better because I'm using my uh, my phone. You 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 adapt and overcome. Um, now that I'm using my phone, it'd probably be easier to like add in YouTube clips and stuff like that and able to see it and figure out how to work with this in the future. But you know what I mean? Like it's it's I like the the genuine way of, of approaching it the way we do. You know what I mean, not to say that like other people like, do. Like I was listening to uh, a horror pod and I was like, yeah, I'm not listening to this because I was like driving in the middle of the night, like uh -huh. in the morning. And it was about like it's about like Latin American uh, Latin American horror stories. Like for in Panama, we have what's it called? Like we have 
la, la Tolivieja, you know what I mean? Like in Colombia right. and, and Venezuela, like you have these different stories. I was like, yeah, I'm not listening to this when I'm driving at 3 o'clock in the morning with like some spooky fucking music behind it. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and listen to literally anything else. So I'm listening to like, bro, <laughs> so like that, that stuff is good like for people who like that shit, like true crime pods. You know what I mean? Like those are great with with that like Dateline, you know what I'm saying? Underlying music. So that's dope. I give I give all the credit to them, man. Cause like, and the thing is, a lot of people on the on the chat are have like a film film uh, film knowledge, right? like how to yeah. edit. They work in yeah film yeah. background. They work in stuff like that. So that's dope. You know, we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, if we were doing that type of podcast, then we would be heavy in the editing. Um, for sure. For sure. So uh, yeah, man, are are you ready? Are you ready for this? Uh, for this four roses, I mean, I'm hitting it heavy here with this with the, the dessert wine with this port, Portuguese port. You can't you can't say hitting it heavy when and then the next in a break, dessert wine in a tumbler. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust up. So this is what this is what the little pamphlet, as you can see on the video, where is it? Where is it? little pamphlet that comes with it? This is what it says. I hate reading live on air because it makes you feel like a like that kid in class was like, uh, what now? The story behind the bottle you're holding is entirely unique to Four Roses. Only Four Roses uses five yeast strains with two mash bills to create ten completely different bourbon recipes. Oh, that's crazy. For this single barrel product, I always hand select each barrel for the same from the same recipe at the at the peak of its maturity, where it's robust. That's a good word, robust. Definitely not how you would describe dessert wine. Robust and distinctive character. You'll notice rich aromas. Okay, don't say that. I hate when you say that. Aromas of fruit and delicate flavors of apricot and pear balanced perfectly with notes of oak, light spice, and caramel. Each barrel yields about 180 bottles, which are marked with the exact warehouse and aging location on the handwritten label. While enjoying the uniqueness of this award-winning single-barrel bourbon, we hope you'll take the time to notice how smooth and mellow it begins, and then rewards you with a finish that's long, soft, and delicate. Yeah, that describes. Uh, yeah, your okay. Personality, I guess. That's, uh, yeah, that's long, soft, and delicate. All right. <laughs> long and soft is not a way I would want to be described. I get long here. I'll be cool with it. But uh, yeah, man. So as I'm cracking open this uh, this four roses, I had a fun little experience this morning. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you did. Hold on. You gotta do the nose test. Ooh, that's that's this is gonna be something. All right. Yeah, are you are you greeted you with the, are you greeted with an incredibly delicate and light nose? I I am I am greeted with that, absolutely. I, you could definitely smell the caramel like right off top. Yeah. Do you get a bouquet of soft scents consisting of cork, dried raisins, vanilla, and fresh picked flowers? Yes to all of that. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm totally becoming a, a bourbon snob. <laughs> Shout out to my barber that I, I get I bought I got him a bottle of Elijah Craig, and he said that shit was smooth. I was like, yo, wait till you have Eagle Rare. Ooh, this one I'm gonna say it like this: this one feels uh fuller or more full. I don't know if fuller is the word, but there there is there is that like distinctive ability to understand that. You can't drink too much of this, mm-hmm. which is probably why it comes in a 750 milliliter bottle. There's 100 because proof. this shit is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not a game. 
and this is one All of the right, ghosts. I mean, this is a this is a, a really good. Uh, it's not one of the pricier bottles, but it's still a very good bourbon. I've had it before. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah, that 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 hundred proof is real, son. That hundred proof is real. Oh yeah, you can feel the caramel. This is the part that gets weird, right? Or like where you describe it this, but like you can really feel the caramel, like uh, as as you're tasting the bourbon. I'll say it like that. Just so say it. I know you're gonna say it. Just say it. We know what you're about to say. It feels good. The caramel feels. It, I feel the. I feel it filling up the back of my throat. See, it sounds yep, weird when you say it like that. There it is. It just can't. There's no other way to say it. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that shit is serious. All right. So this morning, before we break down this bourbon a little bit more, this morning I had to unclog my sink. Mm -hmm. Something that I've done before, and, and I hated doing every minute of it. That shit gets that shit is gross. Son. It is it's yeah. not a fun experience. Have you ever had yeah. to do it? I've had to unclog. Yeah, I mean, I've had to replace. Uh, what are they called? Like in food. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, well, welcome to my life. Jesus. Welcome to what it's like to be me. <laughs> Jesus, I think I might have drank too much of this dessert wine. <laughs> no, the food disposals. Garbage disposals. Garbage disposals. Yeah, I've had to replace those and uh, replace like plumbing, you know, under the sink before, and obviously bathrooms and toilets. So that shit is, you know, it is what it is. Shit. Yeah, it's literally shit. Uh, yeah, man. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you my uh, my Ben, my Ben feedback on this four roses, right? Yeah, it is. It's not a game. Um, I ate before this because I, I knew Wait, you gotta drink. do. You gotta do it in your DMX voice. What is it? It is not a fucking game. It's not. Yo, RIP to DMX, man. But uh, yeah, it's not a fucking game, bro. What's my name? Four roses. All right, this one. This one definitely hits harder, man. This one, yeah. this one, this one hits harder. This one has, dude, like, in a in a very good way, because it could have a, a a bad connotation. Like, in a very good way, it feels like you're drinking paint. Like, it has the the sniff and like the hard hit of like paint thinner. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like how like the the mineral spirits, like that's kind of what that's like. It has that like that. Yes, it, that's it a let, spice it lets you. Yeah, it lets you know that you're about to get fucked. Like, don't get crazy with this. <laughs> this is not a shot-oriented bourbon. This is very much so a sit and chill because three of these, like, I say three of these shots, unless you're, like, a world champion alcoholic, you'll be fucking gone. Gone, son. Yeah. So, gone. like, I will tell you. First hit, like, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So these hit. The reason why it hits harder, I mean, on top of the hundred proof, is that this is a a rye bourbon, right? It's got a thirty five percent rye, uh, so it, it's higher in the rye content. Whereas, like the makers is a weeded bourbon, and it's high in the wheat content too. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna hit different. My uh, my one hundred proof, that signature bottle, signature blend, Old Force. There's a hundred proof, but it's not a rye uh it's not high in rye and so that's right 
like the finish, it's it's a lot smoother compared to I'm sure that finish of that four roses. Like I said, I've had it before, and it's heavy, it's heavy. spicy. It's heavy. Yeah, it's got a bite yes. to it. Yes. Well, it lets you know, right? Which I don't. I'm yep. still trying to let that last line. I'm trying to figure out where it says single barrel bourbon. We hope you like. We hope you'll take the time to notice how smooth and mellow it begins, and then rewards you with that soft, with that long. Soft and delicate taste. There's nothing. I'm gonna be honest with you. Unless nothing I, delicate. I need to get. I'm like a white nothing belt. Delicate. I'm not. I'm a white belt in this bourbon shit, right? Like very, very small amounts of bourbon in my house. Uh, like mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, there's nothing. Uh, yet long, yes, because it motherfucking lingers. But soft and delicate, I would not say it that way. But that's. But I, I'll tell you this. Like it's always been my experience when I drink a, a new bourbon. Like, cause my palate isn't used to it. Like the first time right. I have it is a little bit, hits a little bit harder than it than it does. Like after that second or third or fourth sip, because my palate has gotten close. You know what I mean? Like it's gotten a, accustomed to it and it's coated, and it's coated also it handles it a lot better. No, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <sighs> I, I, you could probably apply that logic to just about any drink. After a glass or two, it doesn't really matter yeah. what. What notes? What finish? What what the palette is like? You just like just give me give me another one. Yes. Oh, that was that was some yeah, bourbon made by the Dollar Tree. That shit tastes like Pappy Van Winkle to me. I couldn't tell. <laughs> Could you imagine if Dollar Tree made a bourbon? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather a, not. Funny what I, <laughs> I'd rather not. We we for sure die, but I'd one hundred percent review it. Um. So when I was when I was buying this because I bought it yesterday. After we got done uh, buying groceries, right? Went to the mm -hmm. Walmart liquor store, bought it. I was like, oh, I haven't had a single barrel. It was between this and a small batch. I hit up my boy, uh, Matt Whiskey, a.k.a. Yoda, Yoda Bourbon. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to get a single barrel. It's like $39 retail. Yeah, it's a better and one. It was, yeah, it's the better one. I was like, all right, I'll try that one. I haven't had either one. And then there was like other people buying bourbons. And then like one guy was, was buying Evan Williams. Have you ever had that one? I think I have. Yeah. Have you had it? I mean, because that guy goes, this is all I, I haven't had it. No. Like he, that, guy, that guy was like so stern about his shit. He's like, this is all I drink. Hey, man, calm down. I was just like, I was just wondering if you'd had four roses. But like, is it wrong to think that like the shit on the bottom shelf isn't that good? That's where it was located in this specific Walmart. Is that like dumb or arrogant to think that way? I don't know. I mean, Evan Williams is another one of those that's been around for for a while. So, you know, it's someone's. Everyone has to have a go to, I guess, and that that was that guy's go to. How much was it? Was it like a twenty five dollar bottle? So, was it, I, I can't remember how much a bottle. It was a yeah. It was like twenty seven ninety nine or something. Yeah. Like it wasn't very expensive, and it was like the big bottle. It was like you know when we were first Damn. drinking Tennessee Honey. It was like that that bottle size. I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I could equate like. Obviously, you don't always have to equate price to to taste, to quality. Right? Yeah. But sometimes you can be to quality. You can be surprised. But I was just like, if I have to bend over to get it, I feel like I'm reaching into a trash can. That might be totally wrong. I'm, I might be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I might be very dismissive. And I'll ask my boy Matt after the pod. But I was just like, if it's at the bottom, like, and I'm talking, I asked my wife, I was like, is that wrong to think that? Which is like, no, nah, I can see how you, why you think that. Because uh, to me, like, the best selling stuff is going to be at eye level and above. Right. Yeah, if I it's have all to, about like, marketing. Like, obviously this, yeah, 
So it's maybe, or maybe the way that they place it there because the the distillers from this from these brands pay them more. Whatever the fuck, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But I just I thought it was weird how like passionate he was. Then like I saw some buy some guy buying like an old Forester, and I almost became that guy that like has to talk to somebody about bourbon. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, have you tried old Forester nineteen twenty? Because it's a totally different taste. And like, I was gonna have this whole full on conversation while my fucking vegetables were thawing out in my cart. <laughs> <laughs> a thing that actually almost happened. But yeah, this is good, bro. This, yeah, this is. This this feels like a a manlier bourbon, but like it's it's definitely like Eagle Rare is smooth. I'm trying to go off memory here, right? Eagle Rare is smooth. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace is solid, solid, solid. Maker's Mark, I mean, can't it's it's a proven brand. Right, but this one, this four roses, really good. But definitely can't have like two or more glasses on a pod because then I don't know what the fuck I'll say. Because anything's possible. And mind you, I yeah, ate no. before I did this. Yeah, that's not a. That's not a. You know, I I told our our friend that we have a, a friend in common down in in Melbourne. Uh, I said, hey, look, man, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. You you're not American until you start drinking bourbon. I mean, if you're a woman, that's fine. Yeah, but if yeah. you're if you're a man, you can't consider yourself American. No one's going to consider you American until you start drinking bourbon. And I said, also, yeah. you drink bourbon neat, and you don't fucking drink it with food. Like, don't think about having food. And so, what does he do? He puts a big old block of ice in that motherfucker, and then he eats it with like rice and chicken or steak. I couldn't tell what the hell the picture was. And then uh, he's like, no, nah, it's not. It's not my. Uh, it's not for me. And I was like, well then. Get your fucking papers. I mean, get your shit ready. Pack your bags because fucking ice is coming to your door. I don't give a fuck if you've been a a citizen for 25 years. I will send him the immigrant mentality t-shirt that he can wear (laughs) in his home country. How Yeah, dude, like, we've never, in the times we drink, like, I think, honestly, honey, you drink that with ice because it's like a sweeter. But, like, this real shit, you can't have ice with this. It's only neat. You get, like, you pour yourself, I guess, two to three fingers. And you, and you let it sit and marinate. Like yeah, I, I one it. of these days, I hope to go to my boy Matt's house. Yeah, you sip it. You slow it down. You you, you don't take shots. You don't have that with with food. You it's it's an experience, right? Like just like if if you go to a certain restaurant to have some kind of food, like you don't fucking rush through it like you were in basic training where you're standing and eating and moving down the the, the line at the same time. You you go to that restaurant to experience the food and and whatever atmosphere. If it's like a world class restaurant whatever they put on same thing with whiskey or any particular right. wine or whatever. Like you're there to savor, like, like we're bullshitting and it sounds like we're uh, like, we're, uh, you know, bourbon snobs or whatever, but like, it, it, it's one of those things, right? You don't want to rush it. You really want to like savor it and, and enjoy it. Not just like, I'm just going to throw this back, take a shot or wash down whatever I just state with this bourbon. Like that's, that's, that's just how I feel. One thing you it. do, one thing you can't, no, I 100% agree with you, which is not a, often occurrence. One of the things that I, I uh, realized because my wife likes to watch uh, Spring Baking Championship and they cook mm-hmm. a lot with bourbon. That's one thing you, you can cook with bourbon, yeah. 100%, but you shouldn't eat with bourbon, if that makes sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it should never be like, you should never, yeah, you should never wash down your meals with bourbon. First of all, it's, it'd be very difficult because bourbon is a very heavy liquor, a very heavy spirit. Like yeah. to wash down anything you're eating doesn't seem like the like. Am I just trying to wash 
down a steak. You know what I mean? Like when you like yeah. you can fuck around and choke yourself. Like if you're not ready for that bourbon, if you haven't had that bourbon before, that bourbon might fuck around and make you choke and then you die because that steak gets yeah. lodged. No. <laughs> it was it was his wife who sent me the picture. She's like, "Hey, I told him what you said, but he didn't listen." I'm like, "Yeah, that's all right." I mean, I've known. I said he never wow. listens. I'm not surprised. I said, "Look, I, I give I, these these. I, I'm trying to help you out as as a fellow human being. If you're gonna drink alcohol, very as a fellow easy. American. Yeah, not even as a yeah. fellow American, just a fellow human being. Chicken and fish have a white wine. Steak have a red wine yeah. or fucking water, whatever. Yeah. Just enjoy that steak because now it's it's about that steak, and but the wine will help with the flavors. If you're gonna drink liquor. Drink liquor, put the food to the side, eat two hours, hour and a half before you're, you're whatever you're gonna drink. Don't drink and don't drink, you know, bourbon or whiskey or whatever your choice is while you're eating. It, it, like, you're doing it a disservice, right? Because you're not yeah. you're not enjoying the palate and the taste of it. Like again, like you don't. We're not talking. If you're listening to the word, like, we're not trying to sell you on drinking, right? Like it's not the it's not the best way to go about it, but. Can you hear the music? I hear something faint. I can't tell. I can't make out what's going on though, or, or any lyrics yeah. or anything. Um, yeah, that was fun. But uh, yeah, not trying to be like a a, a snob about it, but it's just be better. Like, yeah, when you're drinking bourbon, just drink the bourbon. Don't don't try to wash it down with food because I can't imagine trying to eat and drink, have a sip of a, a bourbon. That just wouldn't be my thing. That's how it is. But hey, like I like like I told her, I said hey, you never listen. So I'm not surprised. I was only I was doing my I was doing my duties as a fellow human being, giving him some advice. Um, I think if he would have taken my advice and not eaten and just taken his time and enjoyed it, he may have been a convert. But because he decided that he was going to eat and not and, and 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 drink at the same time and put a big fucking piece of ice in there, fucking ice is going to come knocking down his door now. We we might not see him again unless I unless I travel overseas. You've known you've known our mutual friend for you know, we've known him about the same time, but you were like closer with him, right? Has he ever changed his opinion after giving information from somebody else? I feel like he's very much so the one that likes to convince people. And I mean, like when he's giving you, like if you're if you're literally telling him, look, man, this is how you should eat this, or this is how you should drink this. That's not, he wouldn't be the person that like understands and listens to that, right? And he'd be like, no, I'm going to figure it out. I got this. No, I, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. For, for okay. Some, right. like, okay. I mean, he has that, right? Like, you look at him and he had, he comes off as like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do shit my way. It's my way or the highway. And that's it. Like, yeah. you, you keep talking and it's just like going over my head or in one ear or yeah. the other. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, I think we're we're like that for for most things. We're like, you have, I'm sure yeah. you have that. You think about that, uh, or you're that way about certain things. I know I'm that way about certain things. We're like, sure. okay, dude, yeah, like I'll listen and I'll nod my head, but like I know more about this than you do. So just like keep talking and I'll do the polite right. thing. I'm like really, yeah, okay. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so it's, it's, it's a very so, specific conversation, man. <laughs> but for for. Yeah, no, I mean, he's like that for some things, just like we all are. But I, I know what you mean. Like, he does have that, like, look. When he, he comes off as, like, yeah. I'm not going to listen oh, to you about any damn know. thing. <laughs> uh, it goes back to that conversation from last year where I was like, hey, man, you got any tips on bikes? Yeah, buy this $18,000 bike. Like, wait, hey, man, like, 
wait a second. We're not, we're not talking about the same thing. <laughs> you get a, is there a different budget? All right. But we talked about that, like the, the whole thing with bikes, people get priced out of mountain biking because of like how expensive they are or how they feel that they have to go buy a $5,000 bike where like, yeah. or you don't just to get introduced into the sport. Uh, no, sure. no, he's, yeah, no. He, he's, he's not like that about everything. I think we all have that side. I'm just making you mad that he, 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 it's like, but I'm if a, you have bourbon the wrong way, if you have bourbon the wrong way, you'll, you'll never drink bourbon again. It, it could, it could. I can fuck you up like that. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not gonna like this, especially the bourbon you have and how you eat it and how you how you how you go about it. Yeah, like I look, I I don't like rye. Like I don't drink whiskey. I mean, whiskey whiskey is is high rye content, and I don't I don't like it because right. of the rye because it gives it that spiciness and it's not really smooth. Um, but I've had mm-hmm. uh, I've had Knob Creek rye. I've had other ones. I've had this. Four, I've had Four Roses, and it's a high. It's a bourbon, and it's a high. Um, rye content bourbon all right um but it's i enjoy it i mean but i i just i've gone to the bar and i sit there and it's just i'm having it neat and i'm sipping on it and just enjoying the flavor now had i probably had it with something else had i ordered a burger or or some bullshit at the bar i probably would have been like i would have been in the bathroom throwing up because you don't you don't eat and and drink bourbon at the same time it'll fuck you up it's not the way to enjoy it yeah not definitely not uh man, we went along on bourbon. Uh, was gonna? Yeah, this one's this one's solid, bro. Yeah, this this one's definitely a different taste, though. Yeah, it must be the the high right content for sure. Yeah, that, uh, that makes it so different. I definitely. Yeah, this one this one's serious. This one this one's a little a little heavier for sure. But yeah, man. Uh, let's get into this main event of uh of the pod, man. UFC dos seis uno. Woo! My brother. Come on, man. You go first. Jesus Christ. Before we even talk, before we even talk about the actual event, I'm going to talk to you about my trip to Peru. I told, I told uh, my beautiful wife, my beautiful, caring, understanding, uh, intelligent, uh, just she's all these great, great things that she is. I can't even words don't even do do her justice. Um, Real quick, I want want to add something. You know, she's not going to get this part of the pod because she's going to stop. But when you like, oh, shit, I fucked up. At the beginning of this, like she's, ah. seven minutes in, she's out and she's whooping your ass. She's got reach on you, John. It's over for you. Yeah, she's got oh, height. Okay. She's got reach for sure. Um, yeah. No. So I before this all started, I was telling her about like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to this fight. It's three title fights. Um, then I told her about Valentina Shevchenko. I was like, yeah, she's uh, from uh, Kyrgyzstan, I think. I, she's, I said she's from one of the stands. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. But uh, she fights. Uh, she represents Peru as well, or she she's out of Kyrgyzstan via Peru. And uh, I said that's said that's 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 why I want to go to Peru. Maybe we get maybe we will run into her. And uh, she said what? And so <laughs> she says, and so then the fight starts. I told her this like a couple of days ago, or maybe the you know the day before the morning of. So then the fight starts yesterday, and uh, she still didn't know who Shevchenko was. Like she didn't know who who she was, what she looks like, or whatever. And so her fight comes up and um, she's finding, I'm like, hey, this is the girl I told you. This is the woman I told you about. And she looks at me. She's like, oh, okay. And so she reaches over. She's like, oh, you're getting, are you getting a hard on yet? Are you getting a hard on? I'm like, baby, they're beating the shit out of each other. What? (laughs) 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 I know. I was like, like, hey, wait, 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 what? I said, I, I, I admire her as a fighter. 
And even more so yesterday, <laughs> right, after right. she did what no one thought she would yeah. do, which is like she out grappled and the, the yeah. one weakness of, of, of her game, which is her ground game. And she she had a point to prove. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. yeah. So, but before we get to that, <laughs> that, that, that was a, the story about Shevchenko and, and uh, my possibly canceled trip to Peru, which actually it, it might get canceled just because yeah. Peru's a level four country right now. The Department of State says it's, they don't recommend the U.S. Uh, citizens travel. We can still travel, but because of, I think they say crime and terrorism and, oh, yeah, the pandemic. I think they have higher than normal uh, COVID-19 stuff, uh, cases. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, did you watch any no, of the no, fight? The, no, I'm not. I, I watched all of them. Did you, uh, real quick, they know we'll see. That's, that's, let's rewind real quick. Ain't no, we'll see. You're not going to Peru anymore, John. What are you talking about? I ha- no, no, I have, I have Peru. No, no, we have, we have a deadline of like July, because the trip is in September. No, no, your wife, your wife, September. your wife canceled the deadline yesterday when she stopped in Shevchenko. I'm like, no, bitch, <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Yo, no, yeah, yo, when she saw her fighting, she also said, "Oh shit, she'll beat the shit out of you." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, a hundred percent." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Easily, but. I mean, Rose would whoop your ass. No, I bought. I bought the fight. I uh, I watched. We watched every single fight. My wife got hyped for uh for Rose a hundred percent, dude. Like she was clapping. She was like, "Look, let's we'll get into the call main in a second. Let's let's talk about that." Talk about. Go ahead. I I think I know. Talk about why. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to talk about why? You want to talk about this? Look, man, I missed it. I only watched it once. I my, couldn't read. It was seventeen seconds it. in. And my and my yes. my uh, VPN, not my VPN. It's actually the servers of the people that are putting up the fight. Their shit froze. Right, right. And right. I was like refreshing, and I had like three tabs open because I had other like backups in case that one, you know, my yeah. my main failed. And by the time I I uh-huh. got back up and running, it happened. But they were showing the replay, and you know they were to the point where like, hey, we're about to show this replay, but it's graphic, so if you don't want to see this, you know, look away now. Yes. And I was like. When they said that, I was I got even closer to the TV. I'm like, no, I'm not missing this shit. Boy, holy shit! I mean, I've seen that before. You wish you would have missed it. it before. You would. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. Yeah. Anderson Silva. It's crazy because ah, those are the two guys that fought Silva, right? Like he was the first one. Uh, yes. Yeah. was he the first one to beat him? And then uh, yes, Dry Hall was the last one. Then the rematch. Yeah, uh, knocked him out in the rematch. Oh, knocked him out in the first fight. Then mm-hmm. in the rematch, he shattered his leg that same way. Yeah, it it was. I saw it once. I didn't need to see it again. It's the third time in my life I've seen it live. So back when I used to watch wrestling, WCW, this guy mm-hmm. named Sid Vicious, right, uh, mullet hair. He tried to jump off the top rope, Ooh. and he landed on his leg, and his leg did the same thing. Like it just went completely yeah. the opposite way. Yeah, that reminds me of the uh, his, his leg went just one like this. Like here's the like the the femur, and then like down his tibia and fibula, just went the complete opposite way. And that's what happened last night. And I saw the Anderson Silva fight when he fought Chris Weidman for the rematch. And Melanie, Melanie, we had just started dating at the time. She watched it with me, so she's like, "Oh my god, his leg's broken!" I was like, "What?" And then you just see him. They're like, "Ah, dude, it was so hard to watch." Oh my god! I only watched one. I refused to watch the, re- the re- I refused to watch the replay. 
I saw it once. It was enough for me. I've seen it three times in my life. I'm good. Uh, I saw I saw the replay and they had like four or five different angles and I couldn't stop watching that shit. I was like, oh. But as I was watching, I was like, oh, fuck, no. Ah." But keep showing me that shit. Keep showing me that shit. Oh, fuck, no. (laughs) I can't stop watching. You definitely definitely faces the death. Like I could, like I like his career is over, right? Like if if like I don't know, allegedly he's supposed to have surgery today. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the swelling's gone down and his leg is good, but there's a chance that listen, I don't I don't know much like I, I I don't know much about this stuff, but like the way it looked when they were wheeling him out of the arena, it looked like he had no bones in the un, in like beneath his leg, like it just looked complete like he broke every part, it broke it looked like every bone and ligament that he had beneath his knee was gone. Like there was just, it was just, just floating skin. It yeah, was. It didn't look good, man. It didn't look good. It, it, it I was, saw something similar live, uh, NCAA tournament of a few years back now. Uh, I think it was uh, Louisville Cardinals, and I can't remember who the player it was. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember that. I, I saw that one live, yeah. and I don't know, like I don't know where it could have been, like Elite Eight or Final Four. It was like farther along in the tournament, I think, and yeah. I was. I was watching that and I was like, oh my God. Same same reaction. I was like, faces of death making crazy sounds, but I'm like, yeah. give me the fucking replay. Let me rewind and see that shit again. I kept watching it. I couldn't get enough how horrifying it was. It was it was oh crazy. Oh my god, it was so bad. Yeah. The thing he's I, I don't know how old is White now, like 36, 37, 36. maybe a little Around bit older. Yeah. yeah. Right? But like his if he look with an injury like that, right? Like you hope everything is healthy and his leg is good and there's no, like, complications where there's an infection. Mm-hmm. This is, like, worst-case scenario shit, right? You just yeah. hope he gets to keep the leg and have a, a sound, solid rest of it, a normal life, because he should never fight again. Like, I get it. That's how you make money. Like, become a wrestling coach. You were a middleweight champion. You were one of the best ever. You know what I'm saying? Like you fell on hard times after the the Luke Rockwood fight, all that stuff. Still a yeah. great person. I don't want to see you come back in there, bro. Like yeah. as as a as a Chris Weidman fan, I'm offset, bro. I don't. That was horrible to see. Horrible. It was, man. Horrible, look, look, horrible. He's. It's not just the skill set. Like that skill set. Like you said, become a coach, start an academy. Maybe yeah. that leads to multiple gyms. Maybe you start doing that at a high school. At a whatever high school level, and then you go yeah, off ZC and drive off and start your own business. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean that it, the fighting game did him good. He showcased his skills. He was uh, a college level, like he was a great wrestler. Go on and, and move yep. on to the next step of like the next uh, phase of your life. Like I that that was nasty. To, to I'm a fan of fighting. I'm a fan of people. Getting their face punched in, but I'm not a fan of seeing that. And uh, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that that's if that's the end of his career. It's unfortunate that that that's how it ends. But hopefully, he recovers and and um, he can go on and like you said, do some other things. Go coach. Not that not that he can't fight, but you know, after you see something like that, it's like Jesus. Like what what more punishment? You're 36. Uh, here soon to be 37. What more do you want to put your body through? Like you've done it all. You've accomplished everything you needed to accomplish. And it's easy, like, look, we're we're well aware. Neither of us have ever been an athlete. 
at any high level. You ran track in high school. I quit my fucking high school wrestling team mm-hmm. after two practices. This isn't even like attacking, like in that sense. This is purely like, hey man, we just hope you set yourself up financially the right and smart way, right? Right. And you have the next sixty years to live with your with your wife and kids and grandkids and great grand. Like I need you to focus on the next sixty years, not the next sixty months, because I don't know how you come back from an injury like that. Because look, let's physiologically, given he's top of his class, right, of of being an athlete, mm-hmm. but at that age, you're still that age, right? Like you're still thirty six. You still put in all those gym and you know what I'm saying all those all that gym time, all those fights, getting knocked out, all that stuff is still embedded in your brain DNA. So yep. you need to just, and I'm not saying it in a rude way or disrespectful, Chris Weidman. If you ever happen to watch this or any fan or whatever, like just for your overall well-being, because you're a class act of a human being. I want you to walk away. I want literally, literally like that's literally what I want you to do. Have a press conference, get up, and literally walk away. Not with a cane, not with a prosthetic, not with trying to make it back, and then the other half of your body is compromised, like we've seen so many times with so many other fighters or athletes. Yeah. Like it took Alex, the same injury happened to Alex Smith, the quarterback, and it took him three years to get back. Like, yeah. Three years. You're 40, Chris Weidman. You're 40. Like, that's it, man. Like, and I don't mean it. Just please enjoy the rest of your life, man. That's that's all I'm saying. Ooh, that was a lot. That was a lot on that one. It wasn't even a main event, yeah. but that was such a like just horrific injury. It's, it's a moment. Yeah, it was and a moment. He, I mean, and I guess it has more weight. It, it's horrific, regardless. But obviously, he's a former champion. He's been in the sport for a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a fan of his. Like I'm a fan of all these fighters. You put yourself in that in that cage. And you know that the 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 object of the game is to, you know, beat each other's face in until someone can't go anymore. Uh, I got respect for all of them. Basically, uh, but, uh, it's tough to watch that man. And like you said, he's not like Ngannou, who's thirty five already, but Ngannou just got into fighting four or five years ago. Yeah, Wyden has yeah. been in the fight game, wrestling and fighting for probably two decades now. Like it's it's not easy to recover yeah. from that. It's oh, the, the hits to the head, the, the 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 nagging injuries, all that stuff. Body doesn't recover any faster. No, it doesn't. It, it only gets worse. It only gets harder. It only gets slower. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Let's talk about that dominance. Man, look, it was the least exciting fight of the night, to tell you the truth. Yes. Um, she, you know, she had a point to prove. She, she it's crazy because... The lead up to the fight was, you know, hey, uh, Jessica Andrade is is a tank, and she is. I've seen her yep. fight. I mean, she's mm-hmm. so damn strong. You've seen what you saw what she did to Rose, where she picked her up and fucking body yep. slammed, like slammed her on her neck, and she was out. That's how she won the title yep. uh, a couple years ago. Um, but let's not forget that Valentina went toe to toe with the uh, her and her and and, and the other greatest. The other, the other greatest, the other greatest female Uh combat sports fighter out there, Amanda Nunez, right? And they were, and I mean, she's a heavy punch. She is the heaviest puncher. It wasn't. It it's as as good as Andrade is. Like, 
she she doesn't compare to to Amanda Nunez, toe to toe. And so okay. I didn't I didn't understand that part about like her not being able to, to withstand something from from Jessica Andrade. She didn't even try to. I mean, I thought she was better on her feet, but the entire fight she was trying to take it to the ground to prove a point that okay, I have a weak a weakness. Let's see how weak I am. And at will, she yeah. she took her down whenever she wanted. Five, and just, five, and just, five or six five in, the first, in the first round. Yeah. 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 Like she was five for five or six for six. She was, she was successful in all of them. And I remember at one or a couple of times, Jessica Andrade tried to try that bullshit. She tried to pick her up and try to slam her. Wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. <laughs> it's a. Uh, Andrade is good. She's a former champion. Like that. Remember that that those those uh those three title fights. You had five out of the six fighters were champions or former champions. Um, the only one yeah. that wasn't a champion already was uh was Masvidal. And so, I mean, so there's no disrespect to to Andrade, but like Shevchenko, you know, I, I, maybe she didn't get top billing because of that. She made she was dominant, but. Like Anderson Silva at some point, like he was dominant, but not exciting. You know, later on in his career yeah. when he was still dominant, he was just technically better. And she is technically better in the stand-up game than just about anyone. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, it was great. I was excited for it. I was hoping it'd go five rounds. I was hoping all these fights would go five rounds because I, I knockouts are exciting, but I'd like to see a knockout in the fourth or fifth round as opposed to, to, to seeing a knockout in the first round. I want to see a war. You want to see a Kamara Usman, Kobe Covington. That's that was, what, that's what. that was beautiful. I want to see that dude get his jaw broken and still coming forward. Yes, the guy's a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, I knew when she couldn't get that 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 takedown on Draj against the fence that she had done to like literally everybody else. Yeah. I, I looked over my wife. I was like, "Well, this fight's over." Yeah. Like, that, that's it. Like this, nothing else matters. Like nothing else matters. If you can't get her down in the second round when you're still at like peak energy, peak strength, and all that stuff, it's a wrap. And then maybe 60 seconds later, Valentina took her down, crucifix. I was like, oh, this fight is super over. And DC, yeah. like, I'm not saying credit, DC called it at the same time. Like, DC was like, this fight's over. Like, I guess the women was like, can't take her down. I'm like, oh, she's going to try. She's going to try again. And again, yeah. oh, can't pick her up and stand That's on her. Demoralizing. Now. 60 seconds. Yeah, 60 seconds later. Like, like you can literally, like, Obviously, you can't. Body language is bullshit, right? Body language, like being able to read that type of stuff, doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Like, it's not a real science. But, uh, but like you could almost see it where it's like, oh, she's deflated, like because she took her down with ease right after that. Well, mind you, <clears> she <throat> had the position, right? And then right after, like six, literally, the sixty seconds later, the fight was over because she got her in the crucifix. Elbert heard the death. The fight was over. Yeah, and you could well, see it. Had, I was like, nah. what's she gonna do? But, she had no, she had no hands. Yeah. She, had, she had no arms. She's yeah, just taking elbows. It was over. It was utter and complete domination. Utter and complete domination by Valentina. She's supposed to fight the the winner of Joanne Calderwood and somebody else that's fighting in in May. We'll see about that. And then, like I'm like the the Bleacher Report reporting is that uh they'll probably target uh trilogy known as Valentina at the end of the year, which I'm cool with. Makes sense. Yeah. Like they both figured out the division. They're the best in the world. But you know what I mean? Like, I also don't want to see it again because I want Valentina not to not have to. Because if Valentina goes up and loses, right? Because 
Amanda can't go, can't come down. Let's be real. Amanda, it's impossible for her to lose those ten pounds. She used to fight if, a if lot. Used to fight fight like, I mean, you've seen her. Like I've seen her yeah, cut but, and rips. But that's still ten pounds, right? And then she's again. She you have to remember she's older. I mean, all those things get more and more difficult. Yeah. So she's not gonna come down. And then to meet at one thirty-five, Valentina loses. It would all. It would always be that. She has to. I think she has to distance herself from the Amanda Nunes argument. I think she just has to dominate her weight class. I don't want to see it again. Like, yeah, of course I'll watch. So I, I do want to see it again, but I don't want to see it again. Like, if it gets made, I'm watching. But if yeah. it doesn't get made, I don't feel worse. I don't feel worse for having missed it. You know what I'm saying? Because I already saw it twice. No, it makes it makes sense. The two best in the world. That's what I do here. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, shut your mouth. I'm trying. I'm looking at these stats. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. Like from both total strikes, Shevchenko and Andrade. Shevchenko was ninety out of 97, 92.8% connection rate. Andrade was Andrade connected highly too, but she threw half as many punches. Forty-seven out of fifty-five. That's uh, eighty-five percent. She's not a volume. Yeah. She's not a volume fighter. She's not a volume puncher. Yeah. She, she has too much muscle. It's yeah, very, she's very Tyron Woodley esque. Yeah, yeah, Tyron. Yeah, especially at the end of his career, where he was just like, "I'm gonna throw five punches in five rounds, and I'm gonna expect to beat yeah. you." Exactly. Uh, I don't know how that works. Significant strikes: thirty-two out of thirty-nine, ten out of fifteen, and then takedowns. She was seven for seven, and Jessica was zero for two. Uh, I mean, complete domination on the ground. It's not that Andrade was completely out of it, but just when they got to the ground where they thought Valentina, you could see how much bigger she was. Just that's yes. that's her natural Dude, weight. weight class. Yeah. At yeah. that weight class, there's no one oh, that yeah, beats her. Like that's that's the only thing. She has to go up. That that she's not going to be beaten at that weight class. No, nobody's in her class. Jessica Andrade was her biggest challenge. Yeah. Uh there's nobody that just you know how bad like look this it's almost like a John Jones argument in a way, right? But for women, it's a little bit different because they haven't been doing it as long. But Jessica Andrade moved up to 125 her last fight. Mm-hmm. Like when she fought Caden, Caden Chukagian, Chukagian, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, she's one. Well, no. Jessica Andrade is such a fucking monster. She's fought at all three weight classes. She fought at 135. She fought, and oh, then she, she moved down to 115. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she had a couple yeah. fights, and then when they opened the 115, she moved down to 115. So she's fought at all three weight classes. So no, no disrespect to her. Can also beat the fucking brakes off of both of us. Let's just be 100 percent real. Um, and so you put like she goes, she moves up to 125, mm-hmm. fights the number one contender, beats the shit out of the number one contender, and then takes her spot. Right? That tells you that like. The competition level isn't very high at 125. It's Valentina and everybody else. Yeah, but it's very much it. like I said. It was very much the John that's Jones it. argument, right? Where like, there's nobody who else is there to, for him to fight after he beat all the legends from Shogun Hua, Yoda Machida, Vitor Belfort. It was just kind of like, I guess he's next. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the Gustafs fight was cool, but it was cool because like nobody expected it to be competitive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like, nobody had ever heard of Gustafs, so. It becomes that whole argument. But, I mean, kudos to, to Valentina, man. Bullet, one of the GOATs. Uh, if it wasn't for Amanda Nunes, you'd be the GOAT for female fighters. 
but you know, there's that lioness that's that's in the fucking in the weeds that that got your number, and that and she's only gotten better from their last fight. She's become a better boxer from their yeah. last fight. So I don't know, I don't, I don't know how Valentina beats beats Amanda. That's that's just a different level, bro. But again, I don't want to see it. I'll watch it, but I don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that's enough of that, I guess. I mean, it, it was, uh, we had this, we, I wanted to stay on there because it's Valentina. It wasn't the most exciting fight. Yeah, it was just complete and utter dominance. Well, uh, and, and she yeah. didn't get the respect with that small thumbnail out of the three title fights. It was like the, the main event, the co-main, and then like a small picture of, of Shevchenko and Jessica it. Andrade. Yeah, I mean, a champion and a former yeah, very champion. Disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, very disrespectful. All right. Uh, Rose Lee Jean. Yo, I didn't think? expect that. I I was just like Me. I Mel, Mel was up. I expected a war. No, I I I I expected uh Rose to fight, but I didn't I didn't expect her to to last. I thought that that if she went to fight with uh Wei Li, that she would knock her out. That Wei Li Zhang would knock her out. I mean, we saw that war that she went to with uh, Joanna, and so I didn't think yeah. even though even though Rose beat Joanna, like I just the 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 fighter that we saw went that that. The type of fighter that Joanna was when she fought Wei Li was a, a beast, a different beast. And I, I yeah. didn't, yeah. there's no way that I thought Rose would beat Wei Li. And uh, when they were in the ring, they were announcing the names and all that stuff. Mel looked at her and she goes, Oh, she looks scared. And I was oh, trying to look at her. I'm like, Does she look I'm focused? Okay. She looked scared. She looked like she was, uh, I was talking about Rose. She looked like she was kind of scared. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, uh, you know, very tentative. Like, I had the stats up. Very tentative during the fight. She didn't throw that many. Um, you know, if you if you look at the replay, like I saw I saw it live, and then I saw the replay, and, and it was unlucky because when she threw, she was Wei Li Zhang thought you know she was looking for that low kick, and Rose went with the head yeah. kick, and she was backing yeah. out. She was like sliding her front leg back yeah. as she threw that kick, and so she didn't have her feet under her. So as soon as like that kick landed, that back that front leg was sliding back. She had nothing, and so when she landed, she wobbled. She was out. I, I thought that they stopped it too fast. Uh, would it have been different? No, I I think Rose would have still won. No. But I'm like, she landed two hammer fists. I'm like, they weigh about forty five pounds soaking wet, or you know maybe hundred and fifteen. But this, these are not is not Francis and Ganu. Like you saw the war that Wei Li Zhang went to with Joanna. John J. Drake, like you gotta let her two two fucking hammer fists. Let her let her have a couple more there. Uh, because when mm. she got hit, her eyes did seem like she was like not quite there, but she got hit. She fell, she tried, she tried to get up. She tried to get up. Uh Rose jumped on her, and uh she was still like trying to shift around. She was giving her back, trying to get up, but like all it was was two hammer fists and she was out. And, and I was like, okay, they were like they were like fucking rabbit punches. I mean, it's gonna hurt. But I just thought that as the champ, you got to give her a little bit more, just a little bit more to try to get up. And if, you know, if she didn't defend herself, that's fine. Um, not, not a bad stoppage, but just just me personally, like I thought she, they could have waited just a couple more seconds before giving, giving her the fight. But hey, props to Rose. I mean, she caught her. She caught her cold. I mean, that was a perfectly placed strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can see her, you can see her like bouncing back, right? Like you see her like, literally going like, "Oh, she's trying to, she's trying to leg kick me, and she's trying to move back." And she gets perfectly caught. She she went low. She thought she was going low. Rose went high. 
And yeah, man, it was it was it was a beautiful head kick. It was it was absolutely what it needed to be. I I didn't see that happening. I saw. Hey, look, we we predicted on the last podcast that we thought we had all champions. Yeah. And it was just, and it was just, it was crazy, bro. It was absolutely crazy. There's really nothing else to recap from that, right? Like she was crying <laughs> after the fight, um, which I gave it to her. She wasn't ready in 2019, 2017, when she first beat Joanna. Mm-hmm. She wasn't ready for that kind of pressure. Which she said, like there was some comments that she made that were a little bit mm, uncomfortable, but I uh, that Rose made about uh, you know about China and communism, which we're not gonna, you know what I'm saying we're not gonna get into that and delve into that. It's a little bit weird. Um, she said it like after the fight, beforehand. So, like in the post fight interview. No, before, like, oh, no, leading up, leading up to the fight. Something it was some weird. Like we're not gonna get into it because I didn't research it enough to like understand where that came from. Yeah. So it was just weird. I didn't look at it. I mean, I didn't um, look at, into it either. I just watched the fights. I'm not watching the yeah, just, also, not like, WWE story leading up to it. Yeah, exactly. There was like was some stuff with like her history and all this stuff, whatever. And I, yeah, I just it's the energy is just weird about that stuff. Um, like we could talk about you know what I'm saying sports and politics to a whole different degree on a different podcast. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, let's just get into this motherfucking main event, man. What you got, brother? I, I like your take first because I always feel like I bulldoze you. With, with no, man, fucking, I, with I wanted I wanted Jorge. I wanted Jorge to pull it out. I wanted Jorge to pull it out because I mean Miami. That's why, right? <laughs> and uh and, and, and right? like yeah, no, not I'm not the only reason. Like I, I like he he she she talks, he's a shit talker, but he show he showcased Miami. his skills. I mean like like that last fight against uh Usman, he was not in shape and he went in there and I thought he was gonna get knocked out cold and you know Usman dominated for the most part you know uh Jorge went in the first round to try to like knock him out because he had no cardio he had nothing so he was trying to let but he survived five rounds and he went back and forth and uh I mean we've seen the street fights we've seen that he is a pretty high level boxer out of all these MMA fighters uh and he's durable 100% and he said something or he didn't say something but like you know how they play the clips of like uh the week leading up to the fight or two weeks leading up to the fight, they, they're following the fighters and recording all this yeah. bullshit. And one of the interviews, they asked him, what did you learn about the uh, the first fight? And he goes, oh, he doesn't hit as hard as I thought he would. He's he's one of the softest sitting. Uh, and I'm like, please tell me that that's just, bo- that that's just shit talking because you know that dude hits harder than a motherfucker. You broke Kobe coming to yeah, the jaw. Yeah. Come on. And... Um, yeah. And I was like, man, I don't know if he didn't take him seriously for real. Like that, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bad night for Jorge. And uh, the fight started, and I was like, oh shit, okay, he's doing his thing. He's got leg kicks. He's keeping his distance. Kamaru's loading up on that front leg. So take that jab away from him because that jab was getting through. Keep kicking, keep kicking. And right. um, Kamaru, I mean, like Usman got got through. He like he connected a couple times. Where you know every time Jorge gets hit, he hit him with that right. He hit him with that right a couple times. Yeah, you see, right and, and, and he has that same reaction that he does in all his fights when he gets hit. He like he throws his hands out like that's it. Like he smiles and he whatever. And I was like, okay, but keep throwing, keep throwing that low leg kick because like it's gonna pay, it's gonna pay dividends. Um, but he, I don't know, he he. Besides that, he his hands were, like were too low. It looked like he was kind of careless with his with his defense and. 
Uh, maybe he he's did. disrespectful. He was disrespectful. He maybe he didn't take him as seriously as he as he should have, especially with a full camp and not having to have an, a drastic weight cut. And fucking Usman is the monster that we know he is. Uh, yeah. Put it on him. I mean that yeah. that was an incredible fucking right hand. Like all the sweat, everything just. You saw that as soon as he connected, he yeah, was out. Yeah. <laughs> everything exploded. Yeah. I was like, it holy was... shit. Usman oh. threw his whole Nigerian nightmare body into that. He threw punch. the whole fucking that country. He, he threw the whole you know country how, into that punch. Jesus. The whole continent of Africa came through George Masvidal's face. Like what was what was crazy about that is like how big. Look, we don't know what that level of fighting is like. Right, we're talking about it, but he was able. That opening was so huge that Masvidal left for Usman. Yeah, that his body, Us- Usman's body, caught up to Masvidal, where Masvidal bounced off Usman's back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's how much of a gap in space there was for that punch to land. Like, that's a huge hole in in your fucking defense. If he literally hits you a split second later, you're landing on his back. Yeah, you get what and, I'm and you're bouncing that, off his fucking that's shoulder. Huge, and you're bouncing off his shoulder. That's like. That means Masvidal, love you, bro. Nothing but respect. You're a fucking, you're a warrior. But you can't be Kobe Covington with that shit. Kobe yeah. Covington is the only person that can give Masvidal uh, Usman a run for his money. And I don't expect the second one to be very, uh, very competitive. I think Usman's gonna destroy him because he already. I think Usman's just getting better and better on his way to being the goat at yeah. the 170 uh, division. So it. Listen, man, you, bro, that punch was. Hellfire, bro. That yeah. shit, that, that punch landed twice in the first round. He was just getting his timing in his face, and then he came through with that right from Nigeria, boy, and it was over. So over. Second knockout you know ever yeah. of Masvidal's career. First yeah. one ever in the UFC. Yeah, it was it was it was beautiful. Like Masvidal had lost a lot in, in the UFC and in other in other uh like uh MMA leagues. Because yeah, like strike he would force. Get, I think it was called like strike force, yeah. Yeah. He would get like submitted a lot. You know, he that wasn't his thing and he wasn't he was he was a brawler, a street Decisions fighter. Too. We would watch him in street in YouTube, yeah. Street Jesus. Um yeah, 100%. but uh you know when Usman took him down and when he took him down, I was like, you saw Masvidal was actually able to weather the storm. Okay. He, I, I thought he he did more damage when he got taken down from the bottom than Usman did on the top. Just I, I that's how it looked to me, and I'm looking at the st- the stats now. And and Usman threw more strikes. He landed more accurately. He threw more significant strikes. He just didn't throw the one that mattered wow. the most. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when when he got taken down, he was able to 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 land some some elbows, some punches. He was able to 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 do some damage where he didn't really take that much damage. And then he was able to get up. Yeah. Uh, and you know, maybe that took energy, obviously, trying to get Usman uh, up up off of you, but. He was like the last fight when Usman took him down or put him up against the cage. Masvidal had no answer for him. He he couldn't. He just no. stood there and took the foot stomps or just you know carried his weight until the round was over. And this time he was able to move, get out, uh, you know, hit hit Usman back. But Jesus Christ, like I don't know if you also if you saw the the replay of that right hand. Usman didn't just come. It wasn't just a big uh-huh. opening. Like Usman reached with his left, took. 
grabbed uh, Jorge's uh, right hand, moved it out of the way, and then came through with the like, how the fuck does it like? How does that happen? He just you you <laughs> you have your hands up, no. and he just grabs your hand out of the way, and then there's a complete opening to your face, and that right comes through. Yeah. And, oh my god! Like, and then yeah, he went limp. Woosman just as that punch came through, he was still barreling forward, and Jorge just bounced off his fucking yeah. shoulders, and it was over. It was lights out. It was over. Over. <laughs> Shout out to Usman landing some more super necessary. Super uh, necessary, for sure. <laughs> super necessary. What, a, bro? It was, the, it was to recap the whole event. It was the best UFC I've seen in a very long time. Where every fight, either something, every fight was a finish, be it one way or another. You had yeah. the the Anthony yeah. Smith Jimmy Crew with the with the leg kick where his Oof. leg died. Yeah, forget about um, that. Yeah, yeah, his leg died. Then Mark Weidman's leg actually hopefully comes back to life. Yeah, and then you had three straight finishes. Yeah. You had no decisions in that. That's what you want from this type of shit. The first time being back with fans, which was amazing, seeing people in the crowd. Look. Mm-hmm. That's, My cousin was there. Put your political differences. Yeah, put your political differences and all that stuff. And, yeah, and all this stuff aside. Mm-hmm. Seeing seeing fans made everything better. Every single thing better. Like, hopefully they were safe and people, you know, yeah, so on and so forth, all that stuff. But my God, was it just so much better watching it with fans? It was so much better watching it with fans. Absolutely. I mean, that's what sports are, right? Like, it's, it's competition, but it's entertainment. You it's crazy yes. to, to be doing us performing these events, whether it's football games or MMA or any other sport, and there's no no one in the crowd, or it's one fifth or one eighth the capacity. It's it, yeah. I, it was awesome. Fifteen thousand people strong. Uh, hopefully, all those fifteen thousand yeah. people are still alive today. Uh, but no, it was it was awesome yeah. to, to see that. Oh, I mean, that that's that's what these that's what these events are about. It, it's it's that electricity that they talked about during the broadcast. Uh, you can feel it. You, you can feel it. It was it yeah. was awesome to watch that. My only disappointment was that uh, these finishes came so early into the fights. I, I I like seeing wars. You know, if you if you're about boxing, yeah. you've watched Eric Morales. Um, you've seen these. You know, uh, sure Morales and Gotti. Like these are fucking wars, and maybe they don't even finish each other. But just to see that, that's what I wanted to see. Uh, but no, no, there's nothing wrong with it. That was a perfect event. The fans came back and they wanted violence, like Usman said. He gave them violence, yeah. and and everyone else yeah. did they too. Just got the, they, they didn't get the violence. They didn't get the violence they specifically wanted. You wanted yeah. violence. You don't. You don't get to choose who gets violence. <laughs> yeah. You have to pick and choose. Violence is violence, and that's just what it is. Yeah, man. That's all I got. You got anything else, my brother? Nah, man. We're good. All right, man. Let's end the show. We'll be back on Wednesday, motherfuckers. See, I almost went through the whole podcast without saying motherfucker, but it, I couldn't help myself. I apologize, Mom. But again, man, and started the show, end the show. Congratulations to my brother, getting promoted. Love you, man. I'm proud of you. And I'll stand up for the rest of you, my brother. I mean, hey, man. We know we know you're Please. better than we know we know you're better than than Ben. Oh. It's all right. Congratulations. All right. Your mother loves right. you more, and you know Ben knows it. <laughs>